All right. Legit Propaganda Podcast. This is like uh, the second mid-tier halftime podcast. We have a a special guest, uh, Ryan. uh, First legitimate uh, sponsor, you could call him. uh, Helping us out by promoting uh, our podcast and his Twitch stream. Uh, So here we are with him. We're going to spit shit out of our ass today because, uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't have any topics, so uh, here we go. He goes, I don't listen to podcasts. And he goes, but if you put your podcast on YouTube, I'll watch it. And we're just going to watch a fucking blink screen? So some people like it. <coughs> I watch some podcasts. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I watch this, uh, some podcasts where it's just audio, but then they have gameplay of Angry Birds in the background for like five fucking hours. <laughs> but it's just filler shit, you know. I'm there to listen to what the podcast is, but then the Angry Birds is like a visual stimulation. Like, oh fuck, dude, he just took that whole fucking tower of pigs down, man. <laughs> hey, whatever keeps them uh, interested in your uh, your audio. Or another thing they do. Is they'll have the audio from one podcast playing, but then they'll have a video of a different podcast. So it's like it's like the mouse or like the fucking sync is all off. It don't make any sense, but I think it's kind of funny. Oh, interesting. <coughs> like you're trying to match up the words with the fucking sound or the the movement of the mouth or whatever. It's like watching a French movie with the translating. Yeah, it's all super dub looking. So, uh, now I guess we can just get straight to the point. You know, uh, Ryan, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I work at Domino's. About it. That's your identity? You work at Domino's? Yeah, I took shrooms one time and it just, I became Domino's, dude. You became the Noid? Anti-Noid. I, I hunt them down in the building. That's why you don't see none in there. But uh, no, for real, I'm a, I'm an up and coming artist. Uh, I don't know. It's always been kind of like a dream of mine to uh, make really stupid cartoons, and it's kind of coming to uh, reality. So that's pretty sick. But what's the name of this podcast, man? It's a legit propaganda. All right. All right. We're talking to Tim and James. Hey, Brian. How long have you been uh, working on your characters? Like my art and stuff? Yeah, so like I have a character I've been working on since like 2000, and I'm still perfecting them. There's, uh, I wouldn't say characters, but there's things that I draw like quite frequently and like redo them or put them in different scenarios, I guess. But one of them is a, uh, well, there's multiples of them. Like, I do the yin-yang character, you know, like the symbol. Yeah. And there's two of them. Well, there's three of them, but one of them's like a nice, like, he's like he says positive things, mostly towards me, myself, the artist or whatever. But then there's a negative one that just says vile shit. And like, oh, you motherfucking lazy piece of shit, never doing, you know what I mean? And they look, they look slightly different. That's one thing I'm kind of keep it under wraps i've done probably hundreds of those little comics 
So I kind of want to make a book out of that. Like a little collection of them. Kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes thing? Different stories and different scenarios? No, nah, not stories. Just different fucking... Different things, like positive things or good things. Cause it's kind of like a therapy for me when I do them. Because like, it's really... It's like practice. You do a circle or whatever. That's kind of hard to do in ink. And then filling in the spot. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but... It's like a practice thing. I usually start my drawing sessions with doing one of those. Either to motiv- motivate myself through positivity or motivate myself through negativity, if that makes sense. What do you call your art? What do I call my art? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a... never been asked that question. But I would just say... uh fucking cartoons bro like i i like getting into more of the realistic shit every now and again just to like test myself and challenge myself but i find more fun in the cartoons and drawing shit that doesn't exist rather than you know trying to emulate reality because that's kind of boring to me make sure i could paint like a pretty picture of the fucking sunset or whatever but that doesn't really uh tickle my fancy if you know what i mean you know i never really was big into drawing uh you know i've never really sat down and you know tested my skill at it and you know actually sat down and tried to do it but i think the best i would do is uh take a picture off you know like the internet and print it out and then put like a uh, piece of paper over the top of it some light you know, trace it, just trying like perfect the lines, but I'd, hey, uh, that's been since like elementary school. When I was in uh doing art classes and stuff, like there's a like a tattooer or some shit. I don't, know, I'm not sure where I heard this from, but like if you go to an apprenticeship at a tattoo place, like I think most of the time or some of the time, the like master or whatever will tell you like just go trace shit, man. Go fucking find a picture or find a traditional tattoo and just trace it and just keep fucking tracing keep doing it and eventually your mind will kind of get like a like a muscle memory or even like maybe don't fucking trace it but just sketch it over and over and over and over and over again until you kind of have like an idea of like how to shape it yourself yeah that makes sense i've been doing art since i was like an elementary school I remember when that movie uh, Hellboy came out. I was like, fuck, dude. I'm going to start drawing some characters out of Hellboy. And I made like this character that was like in the same universe. And when I remember looking at it at the house I'm living at right now, my grandpa's house. Fucking, I remember looking at it going, like, man, you did something really fucking cool here. And I remember saving it and putting it on, like in my folder and shit. But that kind of got me like really wanting to do it. And then reading particular comic books or watching uh certain cartoons i'd be like man i want to do that especially uh <coughs> invader zim <coughs> invader zim was like a big cartoon for me that really made me want to fucking start doing it because it's kind of like off the wall kind of really strange and different compared to all the other cartoons that were playing at the at the time probably why it got canceled as quickly as it did which cartoon was it? Uh, Invader Zim. Is that one of the Star uh, Star Wars? 
No, no, it's fucking some that weird little green alien dude. Yeah, and Zim with his fucking robot gur, and they're supposed to take over Earth, but they're kind of incompetent and stupid. I thought you were saying Vader's in. End. Oh, no. Invader. Invader's oh, in. Is that some anime shit or what? No, it's not anime. It's like an American cartoon. But uh, the guy who did all the art for Invader's in, he makes another comic. He makes a comic called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, which is a like an ultra-violent, like, it's kind of... I don't want to say like a manga or like a Japanese comic, but it's it's black and white, and the the shapes of the the characters are kind of similar to anime characters, I guess you could say. But it's kind of like a stark contrast between Invader Zim, which is kind of aimed more towards children, super colorful, kind of funny, in its own way. But then Johnny the Homicidal Maniac is like a like it's fucking kind of gross in some of the scenes what this guy's doing but then it's also comedic at the same time uh, i'm interested i'll watch it oh it's a it's a comic book you're gonna have to read it oh i'll have to visually visually read it yeah you could probably find scans on the internet or something or you could buy it i don't know or just google johnny the homicidal maniac and you'll get some frames of some of the comics and you can probably pick up the idea or vibe what's going on with it I'll ask my daughter for uh, if she knows about it, and tell you the truth. I just bought her that that. What are those Japanese books called? What do you call them? Um, manga. Ma- yeah, mangas. Yeah, if I uh, bought her that for her birthday, she could she'd be tickled too. <coughs> now you were saying, James, that uh, you've been working on some characters for a good part of twenty years now, and I, I remember you told me a little bit about them before. Uh, you know, what what exactly are you working on? It's just that uh, cat uh, uh, head. I don't want to call it a head. It's a, it's a character. He's a cat. But uh, I kind of model him off of uh, my cat, Fonzie. But um, it's, we had to make a, a character in drawing design class. And then I uh, started drawing it. And then uh, years later, I was drawing it when I was out on a date with Martha. And uh, she's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's just something I, you know, I, I drew, you know, it's old. So she, she started one. So she has a character, too. It's been following us around forever. We used to tag it everywhere. And you then, did, you uh, did it all graffiti? Yeah. I've done some and, of that in uh, my time. But I had, to, I had to turn the graffiti to art. Because, you know, you can't be doing graffiti. You can do uh, graffiti, just you have to do it smarter. Not like not in public places or even private places. Just fucking do it at home. Get like a piece of plywood or some shit. We'll, we'll check this out. It's like uh, we we go exploring a lot. So my daughters they uh, they came across well, you know what a gallery is, right? Where you'd be out somewhere and you run into a bunch of art. Yeah. Uh so my daughter she she came across so one of my. Uh, one of my pieces that wasn't on public property, you know, damaging anything. And she finally put two and two together. And she's like, even my daughter was like, really? Are you, are you kidding me? And I'm like, all right, well, let me explain to you what the difference between graffiti and art is. 
and uh, ever since she saw my piece, she's been begging me to go out, and so I've been actually having to hold back, and because I don't want her fucking, to get uh, get like a piece of plywood or drywall or some shit, and just fucking prop it up in your backyard or something, if you have that. Well, I got my girls uh, black books, so so they can do their own arting, and That's right now we're up. working, and right now. Together, we're working on a children's book. We're writing a story and using that, that character. So instead of using it for bad, what I used to go put it everywhere, I turned it into uh, something positive and you know, try to publish this book here soon. What's the name of the cat? Oh, I don't, oh, don't want to say. I think that might get me in trouble. All right. But, um, yeah, I'd just be afraid to put it out there. But once the book comes out, I guess it's out there, I guess. Timmy's seen it. I don't know what Timmy's opinion on it. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember. I'm down to take a look at this cat, man. It's pretty badass. He's he's quite the character. And, uh, Cats seem to be a very uh, popular topic in cartoons. Like Garfield, Felix fucking fritz the cat and i know this other artist who does another cat and his name's uh dope the cat and he's like a like a fucking weed smoking cat that gets in predicaments with this duck and a dog oh that's funny it's pretty cool it's pretty funny but, i don't know um, you, if you really think about it like cats are kind of like um a, a very i don't want to say minimalist minimalistic kind of like standpoint on like a base a basism of, of of art you know what i mean it's like it's like a starting point that you can you know make it into whatever you want and it's easy for everyone to work on to well Story. cats are familiar too like yeah, you yeah garfield you go man my fucking cat was doing some shit like that little fucker you know hey you fucking got my fridge eating my lasagna you know hey, what the fuck bro i'm sick of these cats eating all my fucking pasta man <laughs> Hey, the idea had to come from somewhere, you know. That every time that yeah. he get some leftovers or something, his cat was always in the lasagna tray or trying to get in the trash can. Doing something fucking weird. Cats do weird shit. So uh, the book that we're writing, the the book is actually kind of based on the, all of our cats. Nice. The, Are you the picking cats. particular moments? Or memories that you have with these cats to do particular stories? Uh, well, it's also, uh, you know, it's make-believe, too. So, I don't know what it, what it fiction. But it's a children's book. And it's just, uh, it starts off with my cats uh, just being up to no good. And then they get into a whole, you know, predicament. And then, you know, of course, there's happy endings in kids' books. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm sure there will be, like, some instances in the storyline that, uh, you know, the cats have probably done uh, in 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 the real time. Uh, but I'm sure it all leads into us and, you know, fictional uh, good ending exactly. of not going to jail after they robbed that bank and murdered poor Sandy. Well, I, I took the character, which I didn't want to say the name. That I used to, you know, do the art art under. Uh, 
and I just changed his name and just made it that character Fonzie and just added him to the, the, the kids book you know you just say you know the different stories and stuff so yeah <laughs> are you draw are you drawing the pages out we both are so I, I have a small black book it's about the size of a passport and I started the story like the first like opening pick couple pages and then each me and the my two daughters we take turns uh writing the drawing and writing the next part of the story okay okay so there's three of us drawing and writing and illustrating yeah i like uh, that because the story will just kind of go in like any way really yeah so we're i'd have to look how many pages we're in i have nine hey. pages left that i have i'm gonna finish on this is just a rough draft so I might have a a person you could talk to to maybe get that published, bro. Yeah, I'll send I'll send you a, a link or two, because uh, they're always looking for you know, either co- like books, novels, fucking comic books to publish, and the way it would work, I think, is you won't pay for any of the printing or anything like that, but I think they will make a good percentage of the sales off of the book. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure you. It's business. And there's other ways you could do it. You could fucking, you could print it yourself. Go to like a third party print shop. They'll do it for you, and then you could sell them off your website or however you want to do it. You know. Yeah, it'd be cool to see it get published. You said you have nine pages left. Yeah, I don't know how many uh, how many pages I'm in so far. Okay, okay. But I, I have nine pages left in the book. Eight, eight or nine. I think I, I drew, we drew on one or two of them. So there could be seven to nine page, blank pages left in the passport. So it might be a total of 25 pages. All right. That's, so that's really good for a, a children's book. It's about the right, right size. So I've already reached the, the halfway point and like the climax of the story. And then now we got to, come down with a couple of uh-ohs and then, you know, uh, at the end, it's happy. I was thinking, I, I need to do a book. Go for it, I'm not really, like, like, I don't really fucking like doing shit over. I like, I like trying to do different things every time I draw. So, I, I don't know if doing, like, a character would be I'm more of like a one-shot type of artist. Well, you could, you know, just work on it on the sidelines. You know, whenever you get the motivation to do it, you can add to it. And... I think I think I would rather go in the direction of like a like cartoon or video or something, because I think that speaks to people a little bit easier than investing in a book that, <laughs> in my opinion, you know. Well, yeah, and you know, I can, I can. Uh understand that because you know nowadays a lot of people you know go on to youtube or uh you know they're on the internet they're on facebook yeah they want they want video to look at some sort of moving picture which i'm kind of doing i've been getting into the animation i finished i finished one yesterday i think you saw a little bit of it tim when you were uh jumped into my stream i want to say thank you for the the donation as well brother that was awesome Oh yeah, a little bit of the bits. <laughs> yeah, I love I love getting me some bits. You know what I mean? 
that spare change really gets my uh, heart a pumping, dude. Yeah, no, I was going to just do the lucky 10 cents. That's how you do it. You have a lot of supporters, man. On Instagram, I have a an all right following, but on Twitch, I don't really have the numbers aren't there, but I have a bunch of uh, regulars that come in and are really supportive, bro. Fellow streamers who don't really stream stuff that I'm necessarily interested in, but like I like going there because they're like a like I consider them a buddy or a friend of mine, and like just sitting there. Making them earn some, you know, fucking ad revenue, or even throw them some bits or donos when I can. It's about building like Twitch is like a. It's more about building the community by actually participating in other people's streams, because you'll go on somebody's stream, right, and then you'll either donate or talk to them or say something funny, and then someone else in that stream will go like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" and they'll click my name. You know what I mean? And then they'll go, do they have a potential to follow me or something like that? That's not the, that's not the plan, but that is a added benefit for sure. Well, you want to, you, you asked about my cat. So, um, there's a, a boba shop that I take my girls to, it's called a rainbow tea house. It's here in Hesperia. And, um, they have a couple, like less than 10 uh small canvases on the wall where uh people in the community have put their art up and it's slowly starting to blow up and i finally uh got the idea of uh, how uh i'm gonna so i'm gonna do my first canvas of my character and then once it's on display we'll uh you guys can you guys can put it on blast but then you'll be able to see my uh my character first time on canvas what i really want to do that rainbow tea shop is that by uh where the old the old spring house or whatever the what's that fucking place called with the train that fucking rides around up on the top you know no, what I'm talking about no it's uh right to my stadiums there's a it, it's kind of hidden it's a little hole in the wall and it doesn't rainbow, face the street either rainbow tea shop what staters is yeah. that next to it's it's on eight Eighth and Main. Eighth and Main. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. It's in that so, parking lot, uh, where Los Domingos is at, huh? Just a, a little shopping center over. So it's on the other side of Eighth. There's a little nail shop. There's a little AA meeting place. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, in the same kind of situation Newbies has going on then, huh? Yeah. Or it's like a little tiny parking lot. Yep, that's the best. Like once you see it, so they'll uh, as long as you throw in a little bit of uh, like a, a boba theme on there for the piece. Like, yeah, like so. My my cat's basically he's gonna be drinking a boba. That's how you do it, bro. And then that's a good uh, uh good good play on your part. So, but uh, like, like how, how many people are gonna see you? Just your random piece of art that's just gonna be like shabam right there so i'm not sure if you guys know about it but there's a, a record shop off of ranchero and escondido in the same parking lot as chevron called uh wisecrack records and uh they uh hosted my first art show 
And that was actually a really fucking cool experience seeing like all these random people who like I didn't even fucking know come and look at my shit hanging up on a wall, you know? Even my buddies and shit coming by. It was a good feeling for sure, man. Oh yeah, I've seen that uh that place a few times. And yeah, just driving. Yeah, it's by a there really cool vibe in there, you know? If you like music, I'm not sure if you guys like music, you know, like normal people, but but uh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know but, there was a group uh, of music haters out there. Oh, uh, there's people who don't listen to music, dude. Really? What? What? What gender is that? What do we classify those people as? I don't know. Probably deaf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, uh, Karen and Darren that uh, just got out of church and. You're listening to your devil music kind of loud, and they're giving you a dirty look and rolling their windows up. The only time they listen to music is when they go to church. Yeah, and they listen to, like, that hallelujah, <laughs> fucking Jesus is my Lord and Savior, fucking... Yeah. Hey, two weeks are up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during a, a safety meeting or a muster, they told us, uh, you can't play... Uh, you can't play any more rap music in your workstation. And uh, they said, no ethnic music. And then someone in the back says, what is defined as ethnic music? And they said, uh, rap music. You know, I mean, we were like, okay. And then, come, uh, in, uh, come in playing some Japanese jazz fusion, dude. I'll really blow their socks off, bro. They don't even hear in Japanese, dude. That probably blow their mind, dude. I, I raised my hand. They go, "Do you have a question?" So, "Yeah, sure do." I said, "What about uh, what about country rap? Is country rap ex- acceptable?" No country rap. No rap music. No, no. I said, "And what about Bible rap?" <laughs> no rap music. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter what kind of rap music it was. It could have been Chinese rap, Japanese rap. We weren't allowed to listen to any ethnic music anymore. That's fucked, bro. It's like, eth- like when they say ethnical music, like that, that, that does that mean like Jose can't play his bicep shit no more, as well, you know, or uh, you know, what if I started listening to Viking metal, you know, that's that's ethnic ethnical. That might be a way for them to say like, hey man, no fucking music at all. <laughs> yeah. Because if you think about it, all music's ethnic music. Yeah, every every uh, <laughs> every ethnicity has their own music they like to listen to. Yeah, I would definitely uh, invoke an album that consisted of only the musical instrument, the triangle, or maybe just the maraca. Ting, <laughs> ting, for fucking five hours, bro. <laughs> just team to prove a point. I, w- I would find a whole orchestra of people playing the triangle, and I would blast that shit at work. <laughs> That's what's up. There's a uh, some pretty uh weird music in the the bit sync station at work. Yeah, no, I go back there and he's listening to some like it's like upbeat jazz, fucking. Acid. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's why I brought uh brought up the Japanese jazz fusion earlier because that's what I was listening to in the, in the fucking sync station. <laughs> yeah, it's like 
We'll be listening to like metal in the front, and you go back there, and it's like you just walked into a different country. Hey, uh, over at the 99 cent store there in uh, downtown Victorville. I don't know if you ever seen like all the, the beautiful creatures that walk around the parking lot there. Oh, bro, uh, I've seen them. I've dealt with them. There was uh, a Rasta dude that uh, posted up out there every day. He played his uh, steel drums. That's pretty and, dope, uh, though, bro. Well, that's what I, what I thought, you know, and I was checking out. and the, I said, the lady, I said, hey, man, he's pretty good. And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm like, no, man. I mean, like, wow, who may have the talent? And she's like, talent? She goes, every fucking day that guy comes out here and he plays for five straight hours every day what this guy needs to do bro is he needs to post up at one spot for an hour go to another spot for an hour go to another spot for another hour bro that way you don't get caught up with the uh locals bro i don't know what happened to him but he was out there every day playing his music it would be some interesting uh, punishment for Guantanamo Bay. Steel drum. That's all they hear all day yeah. is just like. No, they're made to play drums. it. They're made to play it for 24 hours straight. There's uh, some shit I saw on my Facebook the other day. <laughs> it's called uh, Syndrome of the Down. And uh, yeah. it's like a. Uh, what's that type of music? orchestra i guess you can say like they all play different instruments and uh yeah it, it, it's super cool to see them playing instruments and it, it's very wholesome but at the same time it is the funniest shit i have ever seen like by far it's just like dude obviously he's got some stuff going on in his head and he's just like hitting the drum like one beat every two seconds just boom Boom. And it's just the same tone. He hits it just as hard every time, and everyone's doing the same thing. And it has, like, no musical rhythm, but it's just... <laughs> there's this uh, there's this band, I think from the, like, late 70s. It was like a, like a, a project this father had for his kids. And the kids didn't want to fucking do this shit at all, bro. Like, they didn't know how to play instruments. They had no training, but the dad was like, hey, man. You're going to have to fucking do this for me, you know, like some weird, like over, overbearing parent type of thing. But this music is like dog shit. It's like, it sounds so fucking bad, but they have like a whole album of this shit, bro. And like the singing is God awful. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Let me see what. Dude, you know what? That sounds awfully familiar. There's like, it's just three fucking young girls fucking, they don't want to play this shit. They don't want to do what their dad wants them to do. And it could, you could totally hear it in the music. Let me see. They, uh. He just sounds like one of those guys that sings in his car and he thinks he's really good at singing. But like, once you turn the music down, he just sounds like shit. You be nice to Justin Bieber, all right? <laughs> Justin Bieber's lucky he's not dead. All the hey, fucking... let, let me ask you guys this: How much do you think a, a Bieber ticket goes for right about now? Oh, probably two, like more money. I don't money think than they're on think. the market. Well, we'll just say if you would. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say probably like a hundred, two hundred dollars, probably. All right. Would it be worth two hundred dollars to you to go to his concert to be able to attempt to throw a water bottle? 
Fuck yeah. I would sneak. I would sneak I tried tomatoes and shit. Fucking. <laughs> sneak, no, a, be a water sneak like a firecracker in or something and then just like throw it in the middle of the crowd. Watch everybody run in all the different directions because they think it's happening. No, I don't want to do anything that'll get me in, like felony status, but just miss. I'm, I'll take a misdemeanor to go to throw a water bottle at uh, old Beaver Boy. I don't know, man. You might have some fucking weird bodyguards come and beat you up. Oh, no, I'll start. They're probably all homosexual as well. Oh, that's right. He does have his bodyguards go and beat people up. Instead of, like, trying to, like, pick you up and take you outside, they just start sucking your dick. Probably oh, how, yeah. how all homosexual they are. I found that band I was talking room. about. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't want to go no more. Let's hear the band. It's his dog shit, bro. I'm telling you, dude. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> but I'll put it in the uh, the link here. Let's see. You guys see that link mm -hmm. I posted right there? My pal Foot Foot. The Shags. Yeah, the Shags. Alright, I don't... It... I don't know how good it's going to sound in the stream, so... Uh, oh, I don't know how loud it's going to be. It's terrible, dude. Oh, I'll, I'm not gonna play it in the in the in the the podcast, but if you guys <laughs> want to find out how <laughs> shitty it is, it's the, the shags. Is it any worse than that uh, Brit Barbie? It's worse, dude. I don't know who that is, but this is worse. Yeah, don't look it up. Don't give her another one. <laughs> Put a link in the chat here, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> I was getting text messages from James. This was a few weeks ago. He just he tells me he's like, "Who the fuck is Britt Barbie?" And I'm like, "I I don't know what the fuck are you on about?" He's like, he's, he's going off in my chat like, "I don't. This guy's a fucking this, this girl's fucking stupid." Like, <laughs> I, I want to doubt it, man. But I can get one you. I didn't want to look it up on my phone. I had to. Brit Barbie? Yeah. Excuse me. So the the, the funny most funny thing about Brit Barbie is it's uh, all the reaction videos were like the uproar that she created. Where like all these people uh are like taking her serious or something. Oh, this is a white and, person that talks like a black person, huh? Okay, well, like you'll you'll see her that her character. Remember, it's a character because obviously she dresses up like that, and then you sh they show her without all her uh, her character on. So obviously, it's uh, this might not be a character, man. Well, you have to see her with and without the makeup. Okay, but besides, take take your own choice to whether she's serious or not. Okay. Look how much reaction that she's getting. The from... reaction's gonna turn her into that character, bro. That's how the shit works. Uh, okay. like, well, oh fuck! I'm getting like, I'm uh... getting a lot of likes and a lot of subscriptions from these dumbass videos I'm making. Guess what? what they, I'm Brit Barbie say... full time. <laughs> evil begets evil, right? I don't know if you guys ever heard that. I'm not sure if this is evil. 
Well, no, no, hold on. So just to <laughs> You know, ignorance is as well as gonna is gonna just draw more ignorance, right? Yeah. So but, look but, how this character uh, drives ignorance. Other characters. I don't want to say ignorance, but yeah. I mean, look how people react. But guess what, bro? Guess what, dude? Ignorance is bliss, my friend. Yeah, but this lady's character is. <laughs> There's a bunch the of way I see it is like she's gonna act fucking just stupid and retarded on on TikTok and YouTube and all that shit, just acting abnormal, you know, not something a normal human would just go out and be like, yeah, let me just go fucking just start throwing gang signs on a video that I've never even lived in a town with that gang, and then post it on the internet and then get all this attention and then you know a all the equally as fucking stupid people are going to be like, oh, man, I want to do this too. And they're going to start doing it. And as it becomes a stupid trend, then all the backlash of just fucking hate speech comments just go underneath that uh, the video. It's the only good part about the video is reading the people just fucking absolutely bashing these people in their own comment section. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of cringe, dude. Yeah, it's funny laughing at these retarded people, but then again, it's like, you know, especially mm. on on TikTok is like, I don't know. If I had a daughter, if she started watching those videos and thought, "Wow, this is really cool," and then she started fucking doing like that stupid shit in real life, I'm, I'm gonna tell I'd you, bro, the issue. people doing this shit didn't care what Papa was saying, dude. <laughs> they didn't care what Mama. Or obviously, Papa was telling them, obviously. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably why they're doing it. Mama and Papa probably wasn't around. They were too busy fucking smoking on the crack rock. <laughs> And sucking dicks hitting, for more money for crack rock. Hitting the pookie before uh, taking <laughs> care of their, <laughs> their family, bro. But uh, the thing about the shags, though, is that they're not playing no characters, man. They're just three fucking sisters trying to fucking, uh, I guess, make dad happy. Doesn't, so it's a weird disconnect when you listen to this music, bro. What are you saying, James? So do you still think it's true? What the shit? Any, like, any of those people that are on TV and, and everything, even whether you're a rapper or whatever, they're still, they're still you before you turn into that person, that persona. Because that persona is always going to be a character. That's what you I was saying, though. Is like, well, once you start getting all that attention, I'm not saying every actor, every musician, every pop star does this, but I think. They have to put, like, on a character when they go on stage, you know. They have to have a certain personality. And they have to do this as a full-time job. And I think that eventually turns them into the person they were pretending to be. Like, a good example, like, I have for this is there's a a South African group called uh, The Antverd. And they have music before they got, you know, real big. But their music before and their characters that they would play were more refined, more uh, professional. But then, then they became, with the ant word, they became like these fucking trashy fucking people, bro. Like getting fake, ta- like turning their fake tattoos into real ones, acting like super ghetto, bro. And they eventually just became those characters, even though they were just characters like, like, uh, calls himself MC Ninja. And, like, he's not his other person anymore. Nor do I think he could ever go back. Just because of all that attention he got. Or they got. 
but I'll be right back. I'm gonna get another beverage. Yeah. What up, Timmy? Where are you recording at? So, uh, for the first time, I'm sitting in uh, my room, sitting at the desk. Uh, the quality actually, of the microphone uh, sounded a lot better. Sorry, sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a piss break real quick. Yeah, take your time. Right, you're, you're good. Yeah, cause uh, Sean, nobody's figured it out yet. Sean isn't here. He uh, is preoccupied this evening for uh, two and a half episode or three net. I don't remember what episode number this is anymore. It's a, one of them half ones, and uh, it's just me and James on this one. We're riding duo on it. Yeah, your your buddy seems pretty cool so far. I want to see his artwork. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I saw it on the link, of course, but, I, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. on a website, it was nothing. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's definitely got some interesting art, dude, like, and I, a lot of it is, you know, it's one of a kind. Like, he was saying, like, he doesn't like doing things over again, and it's like, every time you look at a, a new piece of his work, it's, it's always different. It always has, you know, a whole new meaning to it, a different, uh, different colors, everything. It's like the one that really got me going was the uh, Clippa with the Flippa. And it's the dolphin with the fucking, the Glock in his hand. Oh, okay. And there was blood yeah, coming out of his blowhole. That shit was, that shit was kind of funny, dude. Because it's just a little, like, a quote bubble. And it just says, eee! Like a cool. dolphin, dude. This is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Everyone's uh, own perspective of, of art. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to grab me a, a, a colder beverage. So, uh, James. Yeah, what's up? Tim was telling me here that you're gonna you're gonna school me on uh, some diet coke knowledge. Uh, are you a drinker of the diet coke? Yeah, I'm a partaker in the DC. Are you overweight? Hell yeah, bro. Oh yeah, see that's that's one of your biggest problems right there is, is drinking that diet coke. It's not all cookies I mean, uh, and fat food and cheese and shit. I mean, when he yeah, called well, it DC, <laughs> come on. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't drink the diet coke for its diet properties, man. Mm -hmm. I, I drink the diet coke because regular coke, that shit like burns my mouth and like leaves a weird fucking film. On my fucking teeth and shit. But when I drink a DC, I don't get none of those negative properties, my friend. Are you diabetic? I don't think so. You, you, take, <laughs> you, you take that metformin shit? I don't take any medicine, my friend, except for the good old marijuana bug. That's good. Well, the only reason I ask you is because uh, most people who are, are, are overweight and diabetic... They um they take that metformin to lower the blood sugar. So uh short story about your diet coke question is that um there's all kinds of videos and different ways that it talks about uh diet coke inside your uh your body in the first uh, twenty minutes, and uh, from the moment your body th is thinking that uh, you're gonna have something to sweet go into your stomach. 
it tells your pancreas right away to start uh, producing extra uh, insulin to start breaking down the sugar that's going to be in your stomach. Your stomach gets the fake uh, sweetener, and then uh, it, it kind of shocks your body. It psychs it out to the point where it has all this extra insulin, and it doesn't know what to do with it because it thought it was going to need this insulin to digest all the sugar and this natural sweetener that you were going to put in your body. So now your body starts counteracting with the extra insulin, and it starts thinking that uh, you're actually starving yourself. So your body tells itself to start producing extra fat. And then you start getting extra. Remember, there's there's different types of fat, too. There's, there's I can't yeah, remember. I got, the... I got belly fat, dude. I got fucking tit fat. I got uh, thigh fat. I got all types of fat. Okay, well, where you get a lot of your in-proportioned fat sections in your body, where it's basically it's your fat on your fat. That's your body trying to uh, stock up and reserve because you keep telling your body you're starving itself by not giving it sugar. So you're, you're forcing your insulin levels up by putting in a non-digestible sugar in your body. And then what it's so count what your body does to counter it, it starts producing more fat to keep you healthy in, in, in a way. And uh, that's why those fats are harder to. Uh, get rid of because your body always remembers where that where that was so even when you do have the occasional diet coke oh uh, you know it's just one 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 a week your body oh, no, it, it, this it, is like a like a, a daily regimen dude well here so let's check this out so anything you put in your body you have to be able to digest it right otherwise if it doesn't piss out doesn't poof out your body's going to store it whether it's going to be stuck in your liver your kidneys or it'll get stuck in a in a growth style tumor setting. What'll happen is your body will find a place in your body where it'll start storing that non-digestible ingredient, hydrogen oil, mystery ingredient. And what it'll start doing is eventually you'll start having a lump of growth. And what it is is it's all that extra shit in your body that your body can't get rid of because you keep putting it in there, putting it in there. And your body's slowly just gonna just build up. Your body's you know resilient. It'll just keep chugging away, chugging away to like, just get a little. Yeah, I'm done. You know, poof. Yeah, the first time yeah. I heard heard all about aspartame and what it does to your body, and you know, unfortunate rats in a lab. Is uh, I used to work at this movie theater in uh, Victorville slash Hesperia called uh, Cinemark Movies Ten. And there's this guy that would come in, kind of a weirdo type. He would come in and he would bring these like custom-made DVDs, right? And he would put them under the seats of the fucking in the theater or stuffed in places, you know, where you wouldn't think. And I was like, man, I, I got like I like my job was to clean the theaters, you know. So like I had to take that shit out anyways. It's like I'm gonna start collecting these fucking things. But when I started watching them, bro, like that was like the main thing that they would talk about was how the ingredient Diet Coke gives fucking like rats and mice cancer and uh, lab studies, among other things. They had UFO shit on these fucking we He had like these weird little puppet videos that I think this guy actually fucking created. But I had like four or five <laughs> of these little fucking uh, DVDs. And dude, it wasn't like 
it was more than just giving it away because when I would find these little jewel cases, the little CD jewel cases, they would have like quarters stuffed in them or fucking like dollars taped to the front of it. I was like, man, this guy really wants people to see this shit. But he was like a, I think I figured out who was doing it because there's this guy that would come in and he would come into the theater for the the only fact he would come into the theater for was because we had a uh, traditional reels still. We had like a like actual film that we would run through a fucking plate or whatever. And he liked that. He liked the quality of that or something. But I noticed every time this guy would come in, I would find these fucking DVDs laying around. And I I called him out on it one time. I was like, "Hey, bro, like are you that guy leaving all those weird fucking DVDs in there? And he like, he like fucking froze up. He froze up and didn't say shit and then walked off. And I was like, that was the guy. Dude. <laughs> They've got me. Fuck. <laughs> Gotta move on. Hey, no, you would have got information out of them if you just didn't say weird. You'd be like, hey, bro, those are your DVDs. They'd be like, yeah. I didn't say weird. I was just spicing up the conversation. Oh, I was going to say, man, you could, maybe you had them. Ask him if he had like any part twos or deluxe edition. What else you got? I, I think I had every edition. <laughs> I don't think there's any more <laughs> in the collector's. Uh, they might have had a collector's edition, like a whole little box set or something. Yeah, box set. But he uh, he had his like email address on like at the end of the video it would be like an email address. But he he had some weird shit in there, bro. That was like kind of concerning, especially with the puppets, dude. <laughs> when the puppets came out, I was like, "Man, I don't know, dude. Like, you, you kind of got me with the Diet Coke kind of shit, but just turns into like a little dude, porno. I think that fucking yeah, the puppet kind of ruins the whole integrity of the the film. <laughs> he tells you about aspartame, and then it turns into puppet porn. Not puppet porn, like pu- puppet porn, but like uh, like propaganda, dude. <laughs> like some real deep shit that like I can't take seriously from a puppet, you know." Does so it a, turns it all into a joke. A Hitler puppet? Mm-mm. Like a weird hillbilly puppet. If I can yeah, find like, him, I'll, I'll fucking I'll, I'll give him, I'll give one to you, Tim. And Tim, were you saying were you saying James is the one that liked my uh, snake shirt? No, that was Sean. All right, what size is Sean? Oh, I don't know. I don't. You gotta get some deets, dude. You gotta start measuring your buds, dude. I don't know if I would call it measuring them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a little. You don't measure your buds. If I if I went up to James right now and I was like, "Here, let me measure you," probably measure. would sound very inappropriate. It depends the tone of voice, Tim. Yeah, Tim, come on, bro. If you say it wrong, he'll flop his dick out. <laughs> Sorry for speaking for you, James. I'm sorry, buddy. That's all right. I was chilling here. I was actually uh, waiting to grab another beer. Yeah, I did that already. What is it uh, that um, you are drinking on? I'm drinking on a fucking uh, a fine pilsner, also known as Miller Miller Light. It's a and, water. And if I know what James is drinking, oh. it's a Bud Light Platinum. Ooh, you know what? I was looking for that, but I was on a budget. The first time I ever blacked out was on uh, Platinum. That's funny. Yeah. Cheeked on myself three different times. Got changed three different times. 
woke up and was like, where the fuck am I? And then puked on myself again. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I'm not a graceful drinker. <laughs> fuck. What's your favorite uh, cartoon, Tim? Shit, man. I don't really watch a lot of TV nowadays. I just watch like a lot of YouTube and shit like that. Uh, I I can say I've I've watched a There's lot of cartoons uh, on YouTube. I've watched a lot of SpongeBob in my in my time, and uh, if, if if I have to like choose a favorite out of like all of the cartoon variants, it's Family Guy for sure. Family is... Guy is a pretty solid choice, man. They uh the edgy humor in Family Guy is. Yeah, because they just don't give a shit. They'll talk about anything. F- Family want. Guy forced Simpsons to to become kind of more. Uh, what do you call more uh not family friendly but like sjw friendly if that makes sense because yeah. simpsons was doing like wild shit like it, it, itchy and scratchy those fucking animals that are cutting each other apart blowing each up you know blowy blowing each other up mm-hmm. and like that kind of like faded away from simpsons and it became more of like a politically in my opinion like a po- politically fucking driven show and they didn't do it they didn't do it like how south park does it with like just uh south park is pretty blatant with their uh their social commentary oh yeah south park is as dirty as it gets and simpsons went in the route the, the route that uh it's more in my opinion pandering towards more of the snowflake community but that's just my opinion well you know the simpsons has always uh had the oh well you know you're watching fox or you know about the fox network yeah. why are they always giving it into window still to this day but the thing is is fucking family guy is on fox too though family guy has put in a lot of fox bits as well though you remember when um peter griffin he wanted to start his own little uh cartoon right and he went to Fox for it, but then Fox took over his cartoon, and then by the end of the episode, you know, they were bashing Fox, and he didn't have his cartoon no more. I don't know what it is about Family Guy, but here's another thing I was going to ask you guys. Have you guys noticed that the longest-running shows on TV are usually cartoons? No, Simpsons is a... Simpsons is a very good example, and uh, so is SpongeBob. SpongeBob has been on the air since I was in fucking third grade, second grade. <laughs> well, it's because and it's Simpsons very relatable. Been it's been on the air since before I was born. Yeah, but it's like you still grow up watching it. You know what I mean? And I just, might, I like, think it's just. Been I just the... find it interesting that cartoons seem to stand the test of time. I mean, would and you rather Family Guy operas, be on for 20 seasons? Last. Or, uh... I kind of stopped watching Family Guy. I don't know, any one of those cartoons compared to, like, Law & Order? <laughs> Law & Order's been on for a good chunk of time, too. Okay, well, hold on, check this out. So, look at all these anime shows. An- not just anime shows. Look at the genre of anime is just now. Bam! Everyone loves anime. Oh, I love this show, I love this show. And then... I'll look at the show that these kids are watching, and I'm like, 
you realize that this came out like five or ten years before you were even born. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's new. It's not new. It's new to you. You know, but some of these series that have been running. Generations, dude. Exactly. Especially Simpsons, bro. Like that, that Simpsons came out when my parents were probably finally, they're grown up technically in the eyes of the law, you know, but it's lasted fucking literally 30 years, more than 30 years, dude. Kid, their kids are having kids now, bro. And their kids are going to be like watching Simpsons. Maybe, I don't know. So like 35 or 38, 38 seasons. It's a it's a long lasting show. It's been out since like early nineties, right? I think like eighty nine is when it got its uh let me let me Google that. Let me give a Google run here. Are you Googling? Into... I got a pissed off on. Alright, alright. It's just one of those things is they've they they did it right, you know, they they kept it yeah, humorous. They never let any of the seasons, you know, just be absolute shit pieces of work. Like, damn, bro, that's crazy. It's thirty-eight seasons of pure of, uh, humor. Car- yeah, of car- cartoon humor. Of cartoons, yeah. I don't know what it is, but cartoons kind of stick in people's brains. I think it's easier to remember the shape of a cartoon than it is a person's face. Like Mario, for example. Like, everyone knows who Mario is. And they they, they don't even have to play the game to know who Mario is. They heard about it, like, oh, man, there's that Mario game. And like, oh, shit, this is what he looks like. That's, like, ingrained in people's heads, dude. Same goes for Pokemon. Pokemon's been around since fucking probably 98, 97. Card game. Let me see that. Let me see. Yeah, 96. Yeah, I just think a lot of it has to do with, like, you know, you you go your whole life knowing about it. It's like something you just hear about, like, say you you hear about some show tomorrow, you know. I think there's a, a rather slim chance that you'll know about it or re- st- still be watching that thing in 20 years compared to, you know, something that at, from an early age you were, you know, continually watching because you thought it was funny. I don't want to say Pokemon is necessarily funny. There's something else about Or just Pokemon, interesting, man. you know, something that you enjoyed. doesn't exactly have to be funny. I was reading an article saying that people who played Pokemon growing up have like a specific spot in their brain where everything, like all the Pokemon names, all the events, are like it's just stored and it's like burned into their fucking, uh, into their skull. And it's like, uh, not removable. Like they'll, oh, it's like, rem- like riding a bike. To me, it's kind of like music, dude. Like, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of like, you know, older rock, like a lot of like the classic rock and shit like that. You know, some of like the eighties, late eighties, but the nineties and two thousands and metal and rock and stuff like that. Like none of this new shit that's coming out nowadays, like, is is a, a slim bit interesting to me. Like, 
they don't even listen to it. Especially like the newer rap. Like, you know, some bands will come out with like new albums for their fucking 35th fucking album that they've made and it just doesn't sound good because, you know, it's, it's not the 1990s anymore and that's not what people likes. You know, they like that fucking upbeat, fucking stupid la-la-la-la bullshit. Hey, I, I like la-la-la music. You take that back. No, you don't. La-la-la music is... is Garbage. I wanted to say something a lot worse than that. There, than there's some it, uh, pop songs and, like, popular songs that come out. And I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. But then yeah, don't get me wrong. Some it's, of them it's are, only but... it's only cool because they're like not ripping off, but playing homage to like a song from the '80s or the '70s. You know, like there's that there's a pop song that's kind of like a remix of like uh, that Rocket Man song. Let me see if I can find it. I uh, know. Um... What a cover! Yeah, like the Smashing Pumpkins did. Uh... A cover of Landslide from Fleetwood Mac, you know, and they did pretty good. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Dua Lipa is just stupid to me. Just another, like, Adriana Grande is going to last for a few years, and then no one's going to remember who she is. She'll take that back. I'm the biggest fan. But every time I walk into AMPM, that song's fucking playing. And it's a vibe when I'm looking for beverages. Speaking of Dua Lipa, there was this video I saw. It was on like Instagram or something. And there was, it was just like this actual old dude. Like he was like 73 or some shit. And he just had this like outgoing, like insane liking of her music. And like his biggest thing is like he wanted to meet her. So he finally got to meet her. And I'm like, you know how fucking weird that dude looks? This, like, 20-umping-year-old... Yeah, like yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Everyone can have their fans. But then again, it's just kind of like... That just seemed a little weird. Like, he just wanted to die hard and meet this lady. Especially at his age, you'd think he'd still be listening to, like... Mr. Sandman. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of that shit. Oh, he was, like, like uh, Herber status. Oh. Yeah, Herber status. Herber the Herber from Family Guy. Family Guy. Hey there, little boy. Yeah, that guy. That guy's creepy, dude. Hell yeah. What's that tell you about that show? Family Guy's pretty uh, pretty open, man. So, do you guys have any favorite comedians? Dave Chappelle. Yeah, definitely. The old Dave Chappelle. But... Like, hands down, Dave Chappelle? Yeah, after listening to, like, his last few Netflix specials, like, I really agree with what he's saying. That's I, how I think a lot is. of it's funny. The only problem is, is the, look how much is changing social media and uh, YouTube, where... Even all these comedians have altered their character, and they're they're not there themselves. They're not funny anymore. They only it's like you only cater uh, cater to a certain uh, niche. 
get the people that are going to hate you and the people that are going to love you and follow you and you're going to have those people that are going to like you just because your friends like you so. Uh, I haven't really been following comedy too much. Like, I used to be really into stand-up, but there's something like just kind of fell off, probably with the, uh, I don't want to say cancel culture, but with like, how we have to like really watch what we're saying now. Yeah. I think that kind of killed stand-up, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. Someone that's really not censored still is uh that dude andrew Schulz. like he just did a uh uh a special of his own guy? no he's uh this white new yorker dude he's got black hair and uh in his last special he was talking he was just doing this bit oh, and okay. uh it turned into like uh you know we have any taliban in the uh at the show today and like this you know, Arabian, Afghani dude, whatever you want to call him, like, stands up and he's like, yeah, I'm right here. And he just, like, starts cracking up. He's like, oh, shit, there's actually Taliban here. Like, he just, he doesn't care. He doesn't have a censored mouth. He just talks yeah, about whatever. Yeah, I've seen whatever. that guy's uh, podcast a couple times. Yeah, and he does, like, a lot of crowd work. Like, that's a, most of his, uh, his show is he'll just talk the most shit about you. I've been, uh... I watch a lot of uh, your mom's house with uh, Tom Segura, Christina Przinsky, or whatever her name is. I'm not sure. I don't think he's been on that show yet. But he's been, I think Joe Rogan interviewed him not too uh, long ago. I like I like Joe Rogan, but I think his comedy is kind of lacking in, in my eyes. Like, his his podcast is badass. He has a bunch of cool people on there. But when I try to watch his stand-up specials, I'm like, man, this guy ain't that funny. <laughs> well, hey, well, In my opinion. You guys said, you guys said uh, you know, everything's changed. Everything's censored now that you can't say anything, right? Look at, uh, you want to watch an old funny TV sh- uh, series is uh, Married with Children, right? Yeah, I like uh, Married with Children. Okay, well, look how much uh, Al Bundy, he would call women fat pigs or talk about their hooves he was always uh, talking shit about darcy being a dyke or you know have you know no boobs and it was just <laughs> not you know it was non-stop you know one-liners of you know insulting women and all kind of shit right imagine that tv show today oh yeah, it wouldn't go wouldn't, for it wouldn't work you know, at all it would definitely be on fox <laughs> definitely be on fox <laughs> But you could have a, a party house where it's like, look, look how many people we could sleep with at this party in just this one episode. Ready? Everybody go watch us. And then you get all these uh, teenagers idolizing uh, the Jersey Shore mentality uh, or the Kardashian lifestyle. And look at all these it is weird shows. how they, uh, they kind of make an exception for certain characters. Because they're not necessarily talk. They're not saying fuck foul shit. They're doing foul shit. So like the words carry more value than the actions at that point. You know, really, at the end of the day, it's it's all acceptance. You know, earlier we were talking about you know, Brit Barbie and the videos and being ignorant and all that shit. And it's like now to TV shows and comedians, 
at the end of the day, it it's all for acceptance because nowadays it's like you can't do something without being a canceled, be fucking just heckled about what the fuck you're doing, or or uh, you know people being in in ounces of uh, disagreements with you, all because of just acceptance now. It's like if they don't accept it, then nobody should accept accept it. Yeah, but acceptance should go both ways it's gonna sound fucked but if you want to accept everybody and having like an all-inclusive thing going on in your community doesn't that mean you have to fucking accept the fucking weird racist motherfuckers that say hateful shit like if you want to be all-inclusive you have to include the fucking the the i don't want to say the trash of society but the people who uh, you don't agree with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, we, everyone wants peace on earth and for everybody to, you know, like each other. But it's like, well, how come that, that really old racist dude that's got German fucking mem- memorabilia from World War II and hates fucking certain colors isn't, you know, accepted? You know, we can't all accept everybody at the same time. So we no, it's be, not possible. We could be neutral, you know. You know, you might not like me, but I'm not going to be in disagreements with you. I'm gonna let you hate me. I don't give a fuck. You know, at the end of the day, you're not hurting me. You know, some people see it a different way, and they sit there and have there, a comment a, war on Facebook with you. But there was a guy on uh, Joe Rogan not too long ago. I forget who what his name was, but I remember he was saying like. He was, he was saying, like, why the fuck can I hate things? Why can't I not like something? And that kind of, like, made a lot of sense to me. Like, why why shouldn't somebody... This is going to sound fucked. Like, this sounds fucked up, but... Who, who puts you in a place to make someone else say, you can't not like that? You can't not want to do that? Like, that's fucked up and uh, oppressive in its own way. Yeah, like choosing how to think for other people. Yeah, you're you're forcing basically a belief down somebody's uh in, into somebody's brain. You know, if, if that's what they want to do is is hate and that's what they believe in, then let them like, let them hate. You can't change their mind like not on a not on a real level like something would something has to happen in that person's life in order for them to go like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't fucking uh say all this racist all this racist shit, you know? It's not gonna be it might not necessarily be a conversation, but something has to happen in somebody's life for for them to make the decision to change how they think. Yeah, I mean just like rather just, than forcing it down someone's fucking throat. Yeah, like the cowboy and Indian days. You know, a lot of the cowboys didn't like Indians. Like Maybe we stole their land. I don't know, but then there were some people that were like, "Oh, well, what's really wrong with the Indians? Like they're normal fucking people living in their wigwams." You know what I'm saying? Like it, it probably can date back to you know the beginning of of time. It's it's just like hating certain fruits and and vegetables. You know, it, it's just hating you know something that's not a fruit or vegetable. Everybody hates every day, including the people that. Uh, and that's not—I don't think that's something we could get rid of. No, it's like people that eat tomatoes of. but don't eat ketchup. 
You ever heard of sexual racism? <laughs> or like you only you only get off the black woman? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a beer real quick. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said that as I was taking a fucking draw of my vape. <clears throat> get the vape and you'd be smoking a real cigarette like a real cowboy. Uh, trying to quit. Just fucking quit. Well, like every other smoker in the world, you know, they say they're trying to quit, but they never do. Yeah, it was hard for me to stop smoking. I was just getting to the point. I couldn't go fucking 10 minutes without a cigarette. And I mean, I'm not like that, food. but it, it's still, you know, one, it's expensive. And, you know, you can't do it in the house. You know, because then, you know, your your whole house or your room or whatever smells like fucking cigarettes. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, for me, you know, after work or whatever, you know, I like to play games on my computer here or, you know, chillax on my computer and watch videos and shit. And it's like, I don't want to have to go all the way outside to go smoke. It's like with the vape, you know what I mean? It's, it's just vapor. It's flavored vapor and it actually smells kind of good. And it's like, it's not going to harm your walls or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you hear stories from people that uh, have worked on houses and shit, or, you know, uh, Ryan here, he used to work for a, uh, uh, a morgue, correct, Ryan? You used to work for, like, a morgue company kind of thing like that? I worked up for, uh, I don't know, I worked for the coroner's office. I used to pick up dead people. So you said you've gone into houses before and, like, the walls would just be fucking just pungent yellow from, like, cigarette smoke. No, I, I, never, I never did nothing like that, but, uh... Okay. Somebody was telling me that the... Some walls were just fucking just disgusting yellow from just, like, years and years of just cigarette smoke and never cleaning them. I went into only two houses. One house was, like, a like a black family, you know, and it was like an older lady who passed away. But with the, with that family, it was kind of different. Like they were, they, uh, they were posing with their dead relative and like <laughs> taking pictures. I'm not even joking. They're taking pictures, like selfies with their, uh, their grandma or mom or whoever, you know, I don't know. But then I went to, that was my first pickup ever was that family. And then I went to, uh, I think it was an overdose, because based on what the information I had, that's what it was sounding like. We get to the house, and it was only there was only a guy on the couch. And then there was, like, a family member, a relative, neighbor, something else in the house, and they had, like, no emotion on their face, or they didn't really have, like, a, they weren't putting off a vibe. It was kind of just dead. Not to sound like a dick, but that guy, he uh, he was sitting there for probably a day or two or some shit, and we had to get him off the couch. We had to tip him over, and when we tip him, we would tip him over to let all the bile and shit come out of their mouth and nose, and it's fucking gross. But with that, with that house and that family or whatever, like there was no sentiment in between the dead body and the person who was there 
and that wasn't the only time I experienced that. Like, I went to, I think it was my third or fourth pickup. We went to Needles, California, and it was a truck driver who had a heart attack and passed away in his truck. And the person there, which was supposedly his wife, like, had, like, no emotion. Like, it was, like, a business ordeal, like a transaction or some shit. You know, like, oh, this is, you know, this is my husband, this, this, and that. There's no crying. There was no distraught emotions being displayed by this person or whatever. And we had to, that this person was like 300, 400 pounds. And we had to like fandangle like a, like a mechanism out of a bed sheet to get him out of the truck. That was kind of different. I had like that person, like I, I touched my face touched this dead person's face, bro. And that was one of the most fucking disturbing things I've ever experienced, bro. <laughs> You're giving dead them a hug? Basically, I had to. There's no other way to move this person. But what we did is we put a bed sheet behind their back, and each end of the bed sheet came up over the shoulders. Does that make sense? Like, so it's behind their back, and we put it under their arms, and then, like, use that as a hoist to pick up. Yeah. It was weird. Like that sm- one was weird. Like a small mechanical crane to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big something boy. like that. And then we we had to literally drag this person out of a of a semi truck. And it doesn't feel comfortable. I don't think uh in my eyes, I don't think it would ever get comfortable doing something like that. You know the how people I was, the people I was working with, they didn't they had no uh qualms, I should say, with what they were doing. Maybe they were even a bit too comfortable doing what they're doing you know yeah, maybe this is a far stretch but uh you know big boy trucker probably uh all he did was uh truck and eat food he probably had some money put away his truck was probably worth some value you know she's probably coming into some money i was just like all right well now i have his money yeah she she had no emotion she wasn't sad it looked like she drove there for from wherever she was at because she was parked like on the other side of the street and when we got that guy out, it took us a long time to get the big guy out. And the coroner showed up finally, which he's like, uh, like he goes and investigates the the body. Like he touches the body, presses, feels around, see if any bones are broken for his initial investigation or whatever. But the, I met that guy another time at another pickup, which was on the three ninety five which we drive on all the fucking time for our job. And this guy just got out of prison at the Atalanto prison or whatever, was walking down the 395, got slammed by a fucking truck. The truck was still there, or it was, and then someone else came and take it. But this guy, the back of his head was, like, fucking, like, caved in, bro. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It was fucked. No other visible damage really on him other than his face looking all beat up but we had a that was the one that was one of them where we had to wait for the coroner to get there because he was off doing some other shit but our our business was like a third party business so when a dead body would be reported we would be like on a list and we would i think how it worked they would have to bid to bid on the uh on the body itself that that sounds fucked up but i think that's how it works I'm not sure. You just bit the job, really. Yeah, I was just doing the job. 
but it was it was like a it's like a third party thing where dead bodies reported and then there's a group of these uh businesses dead body businesses and we get the the business gets paid by the body so the more bodies we picked up during the day that's how much more money they would get and that's how much more money i was supposed to get too but i never even got fucking paid because i was in the training fucking process or whatever so they say but uh man had to hug greasy joe in his truck yeah and then never got paid kind of just turn your brain off like like, I thought I would have, like, a problem, like, you know, emotional distress or whatever, but, like, you kind of just turn your brain off. Like, you're there doing a job. And the main thing that really bothered me wasn't seeing the dead body. It wasn't the family's emotions. It was the smell, bro. Like, that shit disturbed me. And I still remember that shit very vividly, you know, like, worrying about, like, because it was an on-call job. Like you, Like, you're on call from this time of the week to this time of the week. And any time of the day, they will call you up like, hey, buddy, we need you to come out. Come, We'll go to the go to the spot. We'll pick you up. But, uh, yeah, that's, it was a fuck situation. With the guy on the 395, the person we picked off 395, we were pulling up to the spot. And I remember seeing a shoe in the middle of the 395, like just sitting there, one shoe. And I was like, man, that's that motherfucker's shoe, dude. Like, that's fucked. Like, I had, like, a, I carried some sort of, like, a energy. I don't want to say energy, but symbolism or some, some some shit. But that's all I remember was that shoe. And sure enough, the next fucking day, the report or the, the, the front line fucking on the newspaper was a picture of that fucking shoe, bro. It was on the fucking newspaper, just the fucking shoe. And it was, like, Homie got his socks whole, knocked off, bro. For, for sure, dude. <laughs> But when the coroner came out for that, when the coroner finally got there for that that body, like he uh he you know came and did his investigation, you know he did like the uh the physical, he like pressed on their chest, and when they when they pressed on his chest, this guy's chest, all the bile that just been sitting in his fucking body like came pouring out of his fucking nose, out of his mouth, bro. Like in my head, it even came out of the his fucking eyeballs. But that's just probably my brain making it fucking worse than it was but that that was probably one of the more disturbing things i've ever seen like firsthand in my in in my life and uh after that body like they didn't call me for like two weeks and i was like okay i guess i didn't get the job or whatever and i got a job at amazon like i got an interview got the job or whatever and they called me up right when I was going into work at my first shift at Amazon. They're like, hey, bro, we need you to come out and do this. I'm like, hey, man, like you you guys didn't fucking call me for two weeks. I, I found something else. You know? It wasn't Amazon. It was a, a delivery service in L.A. Uh, De, De Rosa Sales. I fucking delivered Takis and shit. Which was, in, in my opinion, worse than picking up dead bodies. <laughs> you said you delivered what? Takis, Mexican candies and stuff. Chips. Mm-hmm. Oh, the spicy fucking chips and shit. Pulperindos, you know. Kids eat that shit. I like I like the spicy candy. You got any uh ending topics for us, James? Oh uh, no, man. I'm just sitting here and just I'm just happy to be here drinking a beer, man. Yeah, I'm drinking a beer too. 
Just chilling. Yeah, we're uh, an hour and almost 25 in. Uh, I'm still I'm down to go longer if you guys want to go longer. I know okay. you have to work tomorrow, James, and uh, I mean I don't work until tomorrow night, so I'm good too. You poor child, you don't you don't have a regular job. You have I don't have a regular fucking life, dude. Uh, I want to get rid of this night shift me. shit. Come come work with me, man. Yeah, when are they hiring again? Uh, I think we're always hiring, man. You have to look into it again. Yeah. I'll, I'll Your boss ask. said he was going to call me. He never did. Oh, yeah. I hate when that happens. I fucking hate going on to interviews and, you know, you got to present yourself a certain way. And I think they could at least call you and say, hey, yeah, it didn't work out. Thanks. Bye. Just sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, they, they tell you that shit, but they don't fucking, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, even if they were to just look at it and just be like, all right, I'm going to set this one to the side. And, you know, they look through 10 more and then they're like, all right, this pile that I was, you know, collecting, I'm just not even going to look back at them. You could at least yeah, just like the, even send them a text and just be like, fucking hey. like 9,000 fucking resumes that, you know, yeah, in probably. a pile. He's going to fucking pick up yours. She's going to pick up yours. But uh, I've, I've uh, gone through some hiring processes where I've had to use uh, fake piss or whatever to get hired on. And there was only one time it fucking worked, and that was when I did the talkie delivery service or whatever. All the other times I attempted it, uh, failed miserably. <laughs> My piss hey, was too hot. About uh, jobs and trying to interview for something. Uh, have you guys ever been uh, recruited? Where uh, a company will find you, they, they'll get your resume somehow. So you'll get like an off the wall like a uh, job offer. I don't no. know if you guys ever had to have like beyond like uh, glass. Only door only or, when I came you know, out of high school. <laughs> when I came out of high school, there was that weird. There was that weird uh knife, the fucking knife company. Like they have like little booths right outside of the. I don't know how they they're able to do this. Um, craft they have, like Yeah, craft co or some shit, cut co or some shit. But they have little booths, like, literally standing right outside of, like, like, when you graduate. You know how, like, there's that parking lot or whatever. I'm not sure if you went through that process or not. But uh, I think it's weird how they're uh, able to do that. Yeah. Just fucking have little booths. No different. Yeah, they were there, too. So uh, I have a a resume that was still out there from all my, uh, my government jobs. It still floats around, and uh, I get these weird offers from um, the. I call them letter letter agencies. And it's these uh, military contractors with just fucking like three letters in their name: KBR, PAE, SFS, Global. You know, just yeah, like mercenary work. No, I wish it'd be awesome. It'd be a weird alter ego for my kids. I don't think they could uh, they could handle that. No, but it, <laughs> the the heavy equipment mechanic. Uh, heavy mobile mechanic, uh, combat vehicle mechanic, just those couple different words. Uh, so long story short, I I, I got a, an email from a company that offered me a job for uh, to go to Antarctica. So um, all all aside, you know, you know, cool, huh? You know, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a pretty cool job offer. So look how, like, any other time you get a job here, you just bust your ass to get the job. And you finally get a, you get down there to, uh, you know, the warehouse you're working or the facility you're working at. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, according to the job uh, description, it said I'd be doing this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, no, you're just going to sit here and, uh, you know, yeah, and then we're going to have you clean up. And, yeah, and you're going to have to do this. You know, all the, hmm, the fuckery when you finally actually get hired at a place. So I can only imagine the fuckery going all the way to fucking Antarctica and get down there. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we do things a little different down there. We just need you to uh, fuck this penguin for me real quick. Yeah, you penguin fucking motherfucker. But uh, I could only imagine, like, what the... Oh, no, 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 fuck yous are when you finally make it all the way to Antarctica. It's like just you're, like a you're already there. Thing. You don't really got a choice, you know? So whatever they got going on, that's what you got to be doing. Yeah, you don't just fly back. Because imagine it's just like a military deployment. Because it's a contract. You have to be there for a certain amount of time or you don't get no money at all. Yeah, it's very, very deceiving. I've seen but, shit for uh, stuff like that for like uh, fish hatcheries up in Alaska, like where you uh, you get hired on, contract for three four months. You go there, you get like twelve grand, twenty grand, something like that. But you like live like you're working every day. So I don't think you even have a day off. Yeah, My so uncle, I had an uncle who did. Uh, what was that? The uh, it's not Army Corps of Engineers. What's the California Conservation Corps? You just live there and you work there, but you still get paid. You're just you just doing know, shit. You only do it for a couple months out of the year or whatever. Yeah. My my uncle uh, did some oil pipeline shit up in Alaska for a long time, and he got he got paid pretty good for a bit. Like that was a long time ago, probably before I was even born. But he would be gone for years at a time, you know. Just make yeah, his money come back and then do whatever for a couple months, three, four months, five months, whole year, two years, who knows? Yeah, that's what said to be gone seven months. Like some of those uh people do the fishing the fishing boats, that's like a whole fucking You don't have a choice but to work when you're on a fucking boat. Especially when you're fucking flopping around the ocean. How much did they offer you for seven months? Oh, um, there was a sign-on bonus for twenty-five to to like fifty-five hundred, and then um, uh, nineteen seventy-five a week, and then uh, I don't know if there's a, a pre DM, but I read that there was a like a monthly pre DM. Uh, when you're working up north, like in Alaska, like uh, I know it sounds dumb, but a can of a can of spam is like uh, like anywhere from fourteen to seventeen dollars. A twelve pack of like soda is uh, nineteen ninety nine. Like you know how prices are high in Hawaii. Yeah, it's just all it's because everything is imported. There's no uh, no processing facilities out there and shit. Even fruit. Fresh fruit. Okay, so 
it's going to be no different than being in the at the PX in Iraq when you're in country. You know, that's going to be what are they going to have for you at the commissary there in, in Arnica? Probably imagine dog shit. A, a monster. <laughs> a monster is going to cost me nine ninety nine. So and that's just for when they. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only yourself. every once in a while when you could order shit. I imagine they all have a cafeteria. I mean, like I said, it'd just be like some military shit, but, uh, yeah, 1975 a week and, um, up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus. You ever, you guys ever seen that movie, The the Lighthouse? Yeah, the one with Channing Tatum, or is that the one with Jamie Foxx? Or is that the same one? The one I'm talking about has Willem Dafoe in it, and who's the other guy? Fucking, uh. Not Channing Tatum. I think it's fucking the guy from, uh, Twilight. Oh, maybe this but is it's a about, different one. But it's about, like, this, uh. This guy gets a job at a lighthouse, like, offshore on an island, you know? Like, oh, way out in the fucking. I thought you said the White House. Oh, no, the lighthouse. Uh-huh, that's why I thought he said the White House too. I was like, "What fucking movie are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the movie, the guy gets the job. You know, he he's gonna be like a caretaker for this lighthouse off on this <laughs> island. He's gonna be working with this other guy. You know, Willem Dafoe. But they're on this island for like a month or whatever, and they're waiting for their like their rations to come in. You know, like their food, their liquor or whatever. And it doesn't come. They're like, well, fuck, bro. We don't have no fucking food to eat. What do we, you know, like, what do we fucking do? Imagine being in that situation where you're fucking on a, literally on an island and all you have is fucking seagulls and liquor to eat. But that's how the movie kind of progresses is like they're going fucking mad because all they're, all they're consuming is straight up fucking rum, eating crackers and shit. It's a weird fucking movie, but. Sounds like a kinda, scene out of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> nah, I like you know what, what's funny is you guys were talking about movies. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Timmy. But I was watching all the uh, pub, pub, publicity of uh, the Ukrainian-Russian war. And, There's a uh, movie on that? No, no, no. But what it made, I was looking at both sides of the story and the um Volinsky, whatever the ukrainian president you know he used to be a um actor yeah so that that was cracking me up but uh there's a video of that I... guy playing a piano with his dick bro that's fucking great but you know who he reminds me of as uh gerard butler and uh all these stupid movies that you know he plays in but the so it reminds me of uh, like the movie 300 where these two guys, like these two rich kings are just like fighting and they're just like literally just like swinging, you know, piano dicks at each other. And You take that. <laughs> you, go, oh, you take that. No, how dare you? You know, it just, it's, it's almost comical. It just seems like a, uh, like, like I said, um, I was trying to think of the other movie. Dude, but it was just all like this a, shit on Russia and Ukraine just makes me uh realize it's none of our fucking business. Yeah, but there's... yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't be going over there and trying to intervene with these fucking people, man. Yeah, like they're dead they... set on doing what they're gonna want to be doing. 
Global trade, buddy. That's all I can say. Global trade. Yeah, there's more than that, bro. There's fucking weird alliances with uh, U.S. and Ukraine. Fucking weird. Ukraine does weird bioweapon shit. We, I mean, we've been sending, like, billions of dollars over there. That's already. what I'm saying, bro. Like, we could be using that money to make this place better, but we're sending it off to... The American citizen, bro, does not know shit about what's going on in Ukraine, bro. I don't know what's going on in Ukraine. No one knows what's going on in Ukraine unless you're fucking Ukrainian, bro. And you really got to think about it. It's not as simple as people are trying to make it seem. No, there's There's a lot lot more going on than just Russia being uh, butthurt. I'm not saying Russia's right. I'm not saying Ukraine's right. But... You guys I don't what think a it's any of our fucking business. A breadbasket? Yeah. No. Where they? So like, uh, like the Central Valley of California, where they grow everything, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inland Empire is actually a breadbasket, but we we colonized it. It, 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 it declined. That's why everyone yeah. in the Inland Empire has a fruit tree in their yard. Uh, okay, so over there in the Ukraine, they, uh, there's only certain spots in the world that you can grow uh, a lot of wheat and wheat products. Russia, be on that, that area is known for their wheat. Okay, so with that being said, <laughs> you I'm guys sorry. know, um, you guys have heard of the Gulf War Syndrome, Agent Orange Syndrome. Every time there's a, a, a great war, the whole area just gets polluted, right? And there, everyone has cancer and shit. You know, at cancer syndromes after uh, the wars ended. So the Gulf War syndrome is from all the uranium rounds and the ammunition that we fired out there in the desert, destroying all the Saddam's tanks and bunkers and stuff like that. So now you're doing the same thing out there in the farmland. Think of all the cross-contamination and uh, uh, heavy metals are going to get into everybody's food here in the next uh, generation. Yeah, wheat is going to be fucking, main property is going to be some sort of metal. You you guys got to remember, fucking Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, man. Like, that was Russia's uh, shit. Yeah, and then they broke off, but that was a long time ago. That's why Chernobyl's in Pripyat fucking Ukraine, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of history there. Yeah, a lot of history, a lot of shit that a lot of people don't know about. Ukraine's not that old of a fucking country. Sure, the culture there is old, but the 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 establishment that is there is not that old. And I think they're trying to portray it like it's this fucking, oh my god, the Russians are trying to take over fucking Ukraine or whatever. Fuck, like that's not our fucking business, bro. Like that's like the world away. You know, but they'll say that at any anywhere we go to. Yeah, like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta help, we're America, we gotta fucking hold the hand of every country that's having a fucking conflict. Like, we're uh, fucking... You know, I'll tell you a scary part, okay? And uh, every uh, U.S. war, uh, there has to be something that makes every American go, that's terrible, you need to go get revenge. So, and what that is, is uh, some sort of quote-unquote terrorist attack, whether it's ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Japs, the Nazis. 
the Vietnam. Okay, whatever. Okay, so there's always a terror. There's always the bad guy. Okay, well, dude in the fucking background causing problems in the world that America has to solve and figure out. Okay, well, something's gonna have to happen to get America into the war, and we're gonna go over. And yeah, just, uh, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Russia fucking uh, dropping a fucking nuke on Ukraine. Oh well, the thing is, is somewhere here in the short future, or some shit popping yeah. off in Hong Kong or something. That there makes you go. Something America. has to happen. So you're gonna see a, a. Well, the real way to say it is that you'll see a false flag attack happen, and then you'll see all the false flag propaganda, you know, propagate after that to uh, endorse what happened, and then they'll either someone will take responsibility or will cast responsibility onto said person said country and then that'll give us the green light to send in the marines and then why the marines hashtag are pearl harbor hashtag lastania yeah. <laughs> so why the marines get to go play and and uh do stuff stuff this is uh congress uh does congress stuff and they'll uh enact uh, whatever operation liberate ukraine and we'll make it sound all awesome, and there'll be all kinds of stock footage there of us doing a bunch of horrible work shit. And meanwhile, thousands and thousands of civilians are going to be dying because we're just going to be unloading on anything that moves. So it's sad to say, but what uh, said event's going to be? That's that's going to be the sad part. Is the, uh, the military power of the United States of America dwarfs? And I mean, like, dwarfs all other fucking countries, bro. The, the, amount of money, uh, the amount of money we spend on military here dwarfs the amount of money people are spending in other countries for their military, bro. By probably yeah. billions, trillions even, dude. You know, I was looking at... Trillions, uh, bro, but billions for sure. I was looking at a budget... And uh, one of you guys can do it on your your uh, your calculator if you have one. But uh, the budget for um, uh, Obamacare, I don't know if it's sixty six. Yeah, I think it's sixty six million. It could be one hundred sixty six million. I'm trying to remember right. But you could take uh, like half of the defense budget, and you could pay for Obamacare. And then some, and then probably two more Obamacare's, dude. No, 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 hold on. It's over. So the entire defense fund, you could pay for Obamacare over thirteen hundred times. Um, so you like said just hundred times. Thirteen hundred times. That means you can provide thirteen hundred Obamacare's. Well, well, no. That what's well. The thing is, is Obamacare already covers you know millions of people, right? So what about the other millions of people, veterans, homeless people, regular working guys who don't have health uh, care, right? That means with just a little bit of you know this other budget, and it doesn't have to be the defense budget because I was comparing it to the state, uh, federal, state and federal uh, prison uh, system. And uh, I forget which one it was, the, which prison system gets uh, $88 billion dollars. Uh, but we'll just say that uh, just take half that money that you would, so $44 billion, right? 
and uh, take 10 million for uh, 10 billion for education, 10, another 10 billion for uh, healthcare, another 10 billion for, you know, food, you know, food pantries and shit like that. But the thing is, is look how much good you can do with the same amount of money and still only be using a fraction of what you're still spending for this other shit. And people don't want good, man. People don't give a shit about good. The only good they care about is their fucking wallet. Especially yeah, when you get up top. I think when you get to a when, when you get to a certain point monetarily wise, like say like you're Bill Gates, right? You've made fucking billions of fucking dollars with your company. I think when you hit that mark, money don't mean shit anymore. And I think when you hit that mark that you're not allowed to make you're not allowed to use your money how you fucking want to use it. Like say 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 tomorrow, bro, you figure out some crazy fucking thing that changes the world, right? And you market it and you make billions off of this product. There's going to be people that come up to you, bro, and they're going to like really guide how you spend that money. They're going to like, "Oh, you can't do this. You have to buy this land over here." There's going to be people coming up to you from every fucking part of the fucking world, bro. So I just did a Google search, and uh, <clears throat> as of July, $58.5 billion uh, was added into the base budget of $742 billion uh, in the uh, defense budget. So it's like now they have almost 800 they almost have a billion. trillion fucking dollars to spend on our defense. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think when you get to a certain point, like I was saying, that those those numbers don't mean a fucking thing. The Chinese the money, government the amount, puts, the uh, amount of money you, you have doesn't matter. It's the amount of resource that you have. Like how many people can you control? How much land do you have? How many houses do you own? Yeah. Do you own a whole fucking country? If you own a whole country, you're fucking invited to this ex- exclusive group that we have, you know? <laughs> the they're doing, they're, yeah, islands. For sure. If you're owning a fucking island, bro, you got something going on in your life that you're not telling nobody, dude. <laughs> if you're owning a whole fucking island, there's something up. That's funny. How many uh, different uh, families that uh, island... Uh... In, intertwined into what do you what do you mean like how many different people have owned the island or how many people have visited such an island i'm talking about epstein's island oh yeah that's just one of many islands that are doing shady shit bro you got you, there's probably a pedophile island bro there's probably a drug island there's probably a fucking murder island there's probably Definitely. an island that does all that shit at once bro it's all about how much money you're willing to pay. It's not even money at that point, dude. Jeffrey Epstein wasn't spending no money. All that money was given to him. All that was given to him. He handed. He got handed that shit, bro. He got handed a fucking mansion, apartment mansion in New York for a dollar, dude. One dollar. He paid one dollar for this fucking apartment mansion. Which tells me that what he what what he traded to a different individual was worth more than that apartment. You know what I'm talking about? Whatever he was doing 
the actions he was doing was more valuable than that whole ass apartment, the mansion apartment, or the fucking place he has out in New Mexico, or had in New Mexico. Yeah, it was a uh, free trip to this island where you can fuck little kids. No, I think it's more than that, bro. I think it was uh, the fuck the little kid thing, but then it was like a protection thing. Because I think how Jeffrey Epstein would work is he was a supposed money manager, fucking accountant, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I don't know. But I think how he did shit was his his surveillance. Like, you'd go into his apartment in New York, you know, Oh yeah, I got some some fucking masseuses up upstairs. You know, you want a free massage? Well, it's on me, bro. Don't even worry about it. You go up to this fucking massage parlor. You get fucking jerked off by a thirteen year old. They have it on fucking camera. And guess what? Jeffrey Epstein comes up to you and says, "Guess what, bro? I got that video of you getting jerked off by a thirteen year old. Everything you do is going to be guided by me now." He blackmailed the fuck out of people, bro. He had to have, bro. There's no other way he's getting fucking a whole ass fucking apartment complex in fucking New York for a dollar, dude. There's no way you're getting a whole island. Any of that shit, bro. That's crazy, man. He would get fucking famous people. He he pulls in fucking Bill Gates. He calls Bill Gates up. He's like, hey, buddy. Like I want to have like a investment meeting. Like I want to invest in what you're doing. I wanna, I wanna support all those personal computers that you fucking built up and the operating. I wanna, I wanna see where we could go with this. Bill Gates, fucking sure enough, bro. I want millions of dollars. Fuck yeah. Who fucking gives a shit? You know, goes to his mansion. He pulls the masseuse card on. I was like, hey man, go upstairs, man. Let's relax. Let's get fucking loose. Go get that massage upstairs. You know. 15 minutes later, fucking comes out. Like, hey, guess what, buddy? I got all that footage of what happened up there, bro. And, like, uh, if you don't make these decisions I'm telling you to make, I'm putting that shit out in the public. Controlling people, bro. Everybody who's been on his plane flying around, they knew where they were going, dude. People were telling them beforehand, like, hey, man, you, you if you want to really party, you go out to Jeffrey Epstein's Island. They know where they're going there, bro. In my opinion. I just put two and two together. Epstein killed Michael Jackson. Oh. No, I, 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 to be honest, bro, I've heard, I've read some shit and heard some shit about the whole Michael Jackson thing. I think they used him as a patsy, man. They used him as a, uh, a way to deflect what was really going on in the world. Cause like, that was a big thing in like the early 2000s, late two, like, you know, tens or whatever. Hearing about, you know, Michael Jackson touching little kids and shit. What was really going on in the world when Michael Jackson was supposedly getting accused of pedophilia? I don't know. That was the old Houdini. Yeah, the the, the smoking ears. Yeah. They Poor st- Bill Cosby was a patsy. No, nah, no, nah, he, he was. <laughs> yeah, I think he admitted to it. They all admit to it in the end. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Fucking, hey, you uh, know that that's money for you. Money does crazy things, man. Definitely. But uh another part of the whole Jeffrey Epstein story isn't even Jeffrey Epstein. I think the bigger picture is that Ghislaine Maxwell character. Mm. 
I think she was where the money. No, she's not a patsy. I think she's where the money was coming from. Cause her uh her father was like a uh fucking uh I think it's Mossad or whatever. I think he was like the straight up head of the Mossad, and he had like a fuck ton of money. But he uh got killed out on some boat or some shit, and all that money had to go somewhere. And I think it went right into Ghislaine Maxwell's pockets. And the yeah. only way she could spend her money is if it was spent by a third-party source. Like, okay, this guy's bank account got charged by a business. But that money went to, you know, some fucking dude's pocket or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like how they probably do here in California. They have, I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm Go on, man. I talk too much. What's up, Timmy? Uh, just listening. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's pretty interesting what he was talking about. You know, it <coughs> it, it really goes to show that it's like you know, it it's not hard to be sneaky on uh, when you're on an island. Yeah, when you're on an island. Uh, pre-recorded everything. Yeah, that's the title of this podcast: being sneaky on an island. <laughs> that's pretty funny no, but, you know what's uh, sad is uh, there's a staff that, that was on the island that saw all that shit going down that was uh, providing helping providing services to the guests are you um, talking about that fucking uh, the guy who went on 4chan and was like confessing all that shit no I haven't seen that he was like he's kind of well about what you're talking about, like a staff member to Jeffrey Epstein's fucking uh, what's the word uh, not property assets. He he was like an asset manager or some shit. But what his job was is he he would go out, he would pick up you know prostitutes, you know oh, he would yeah. be, he'd be a driver, you know he would you know he didn't hush hush don't talk about it. Here's your paycheck kind of shit, but. He was talking about how you would see some crazy shit, bro. Like he was in like Switzerland or some shit, you know, just doing like a security thing for so-and-so, one of Jeffrey Epstein's associates or whatever. But he was at this bar and he saw a little 14-year-old kid come into the bar from like a back room. And the kid was like, help me, please. Like, I need fucking help. Like crazy things have been going on, you know? But then some fucking lady from the back is like, oh, no, he, he's just, he's on one. He's he's sick right now or some shit. And they kind of, like, brush it under the fucking thing. But he was saying, like, uh, what else was he saying? Like, he was making his final confession on, on 4chan because he, he felt like someone was going to come and kill him in the next week or two. Hmm, interesting. Well, they'll eventually have to su- suppress all those people. Yeah, they'll just shut them down. Shut them down instantly. Poor, uh, poor Epstein just kind of beat himself to death. No, nah, he got caught up too many times. In I mean, he got country. he got caught way before any of all this shit happened. He got caught way before that. He got hella caught up. He got caught up with uh, child prostitution, bro. What spent, I'm saying is, he, spent he the was in weekend jail. in jail, dude. He would spend the weekend in jail. Like, oh, I'll just go every every two days out of the week for fucking little kids, dude. That's fucking crazy. 
Yeah. And then he, uh, forget, there was a judge or some shit, like a district attorney or something, who, like, he just, Jeffrey Epstein basically shut him up. Probably because he had some footage that, you know, he didn't want fucking popping around. He made him drop the defense or some shit is what he made him do. Imagine putting those photos inside your file and presenting evidence to the courts. Jeffrey Epstein owned a painting of Bill Clinton in a fucking dress, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, bro. I think he had another painting of uh, George Bush playing with blocks. And the blocks were like, I'm not sure if this is true. This might be a, a more of a stretch, but the blocks were like the Twin Towers or some shit. And he was knocking them over with a plane. That's just a painting yeah. he has in his fucking house. That's going to show man. how much control he has. Huh? Bill Clinton was one of the primary fucking people on his plane flying around, bro. Uh, I'm not surprised. Bill Clinton was fucking bitches in the Oval Office. And guess what? He's still fucking married to Hillary Clinton. And Hillary's still in the political game. That's what I'm fucking saying, bro. If she's okay to go bat an eye at, like, oh, man, he got his dick sucked in the Oval Office by some fucking horror. You know what I mean? Like, And she's just like, whatever, fuck it. Like, what is she doing, dude? What are, what are, what are her demons, dude? Well, she has her list, definitely. She was know, she was getting crazy. soldiers killed in foreign states by not helping them. Yeah, just fucking up, whatever. All right, guys, we're at two hours. I do have work tomorrow. <laughs> For yeah. sure, brother. I think yeah, uh, I think this is the end. Uh, it was really nice talking to you guys. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, no, thank you for being on the show. Uh, it was super cool. If uh. You guys made it this far. Go, uh, what's your what's your website again? My website is www.borfborftown.com. I sell uh, stickers, shirts, airbrush shirts, custom art pieces. And it links all to my Instagram as well, which is under at ogres underscore oaf. Ogre oaf. Yeah, and, uh, and what, what what's this podcast that I'm on right now? Legit Propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll see about getting a uh, uh, a link to the uh, the website thrown in the description of this video. Oh, for sure. And uh, tell your buddy, your other buddy, that I have a shirt for him if I can get his shirt size. Yeah, no, I'll send I'll him a look, message I, I uh, you, in the morning. I can get each of you guys a shirt if you want. Yeah, I'll take extra large. Extra large? Yeah, I definitely might, large. I might have a couple extra large. That's a popular size. But if anything, I can make you another shirt. Sounds good, guys. But yeah, well, I'll see you guys next time. See you uh, Thursday, James. Uh, good luck with your art, Ryan. All right, you too, brother. I'm looking forward to that book you got working on. That you're working on. I appreciate it, man. Come check out my my uh, canvas when I when I put it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all have Discord now. You can fucking send an image to me anytime. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, later, guys.